Welcome to the third and final edition of uh, the United Review. Um, we basically did uh, the first two pods um, about series one and two and series three and four. So logically, we're going to talk about series uh, five and six, which were about the uh, board. No, it weren't about the board. Good start. It was about... Uh, Not series either. They're episodes. <laughs> episodes. You might be having about, a nightmare. About The Apprentice and about the manager as the season culminates in its final uh, final part. So we're joined today by Andrew. Hiya, everyone. Everybody okay? Good. And Mark? Hello. Yes, I am okay. Thank you. Good. And, and now resident uh, host as well, John Stancliffe, part of the gang. Hi, everyone. Yeah, okay, everyone. Three. So, well. <clears throat> so I hope you've enjoyed the first couple of uh, couple of pods so far. We have got a, a final pod after this one. We said it was final pod. I'm lying already. But we have got a special pod coming your way where we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the players and personalities involved. We've got a bit of a special. They're all lining up to join us. Uh, I've heard. Is that is that right, uh, Andrew? You're our uh, social media expert. Yeah. So. Uh... Being serious, it has took off more than I ever expected. We've got, obviously, we've got Paul Stancliffe in the bank, Derek French in the bank, and then we've got uh, Carl Bradshaw, who said he'd talk, John Greaves, John Francis, and Bob Booker, and Carl Bradshaw. So, is that yeah. Carl Bradshaw? Yeah. yeah we've, Carl Bradshaw, and then also Carl Bradshaw. Yeah. The thing is, he played in a lot of positions, didn't he? So, I can see where you'd, where you'd and, get that. And Bob Booker. <laughs> by John Francis <laughs> so yeah that's coming coming, coming soon hopefully it'll give you a bit of an insight into some of those we're going to try and get a few more on as well morons <laughs> we're on right should we should we should we get straight to the final episodes uh, I think time wise we're right in line with 20 years uh, 30 years 30 years ago to the day aren't we roughly so yeah yeah I mean it'd be this Saturday wouldn't it um not not to the date, but obviously we're, we're recording this on a Saturday, and yeah, fifth of May, when we hope to get this out, um, is the last day of the season. So yeah, when these episodes went out, it's pretty much bang on. So when they're listening to it on the twentieth of May, uh, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, you've not and, been. Well, to... Yeah, it's going to take me two weeks to edit out all your mistakes. Uh, thirty years ago, though, you know, thirty years time, I'll be seventy-one. It, it, it it's a bit of a shock. You'll make it that far, Andrew. I hope so. <laughs> My dad's birthday as well, 5th of May. Yeah. yeah. So a good birthday present for him in 1990. Is that why he didn't play? Because it was yeah. his birthday. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously you get your birthday off or you book a holiday <laughs> for your birthday. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he did. <laughs> so we'll, we'll crack right into it. The first, the fifth episode was about The Apprentice. Um I, when I watched this back in the in the day, I thought this one was probably the one that I don't know. I'm not sure it, it was quite it had as much kind of excitement to it, or you know, was perhaps as good as some of the other episodes. And I watched it recently, and um, some of that point still holds. But there were some quite interesting things about it when, when when I watched it, and obviously the comparison between what was then the YTS scheme and now, obviously, it's all about academies. Just before we, we go on and talk about some of the characters now, how that episode aired. Just, John, you were obviously a young player coming through not long after that. How did it work, the YTS scheme? Because I, I still don't understand it from the actual uh, episode. Well, you were part of the club, trained and played through the week, and you were just on hand to do daily jobs in and around the dressing rooms, ground, clean boots, um, shin pads, kit, physio room. Get all the physio things ready. Mark how, how long did it work though, in terms of the years? And was there different? Two like... years, first year, second year. At the end of your second year, that's when they say, right, we're going to take you on the professional contract. Or thanks very much for the two years. Shake your hand and wish you well. Yeah, yeah. You enjoyed your apprenticeship though, John, didn't you? Because 
It sounded though during the episode that it was pretty negative, weren't they, about the wage they were getting and the hours they had to work. We for my first year, um, I was paid forty-five pound a week, and you never knew how many hours you were going to do because there could be a first-team game at home on a Tuesday, then reserve team game at home on a Wednesday, and you wouldn't get in until gone midnight. But they were the best, some of the best two years of my life, and. Speak on social media now with some of the other lads, and they all say what a great team it was. You were at Scarborough, yeah. Some of the jobs were absolutely horrible, but I think because, yeah, like you say, I was at Scarborough, it was obviously a small club, and even the pros, everyone got on really well. It was really good. So, what they discussed, I think they said something, uh, was it £150 a month they got? I think that was a figure that I'd, I'd heard, which would work out similar to what you know, what you, 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 I know you're a little bit later on, but um, it's not, I don't know how it compares now to what, what they get paid in the academy and, and how, well, you don't see them doing all those menial jobs as much. Well, they hire people now, don't they? That, I think, like a club like Sheffield United, they will hire people to do all them jobs now. Um, a club, say like Northampton, they probably will use the apprentices like they probably did back when I was and back in 1990. So to me, it's brilliant. I think every apprentice should do it, even now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I sort of think and, it's given to them a little bit more maybe now yeah. when they come through at the top clubs, possibly. And I bet most clubs had a Keith Mincher, didn't they? Well, I was going to come on to that. He's the first character we're introduced to. Keith Minshew, who's a youth coach, uh, someone who uh, he coached at Leeds before, as you know, and he was at a number of other youth clubs. Do you know he was actually a manager at Carlisle? I, I didn't. Ha, do you know how many games he won at Carlisle? I'm going to go with zero. None. None. Do you know, uh, correct. Do you know how many he, he lost? Ten. Four. Uh, zero. He, he was appointed <laughs> manager and he never actually managed a game. Michael Knighton, who tried to take over Manchester United, you might remember, when he was juggling on the pitch, took over and uh, got rid of him. So never ma- he was appointed and then never managed the game. So he was never actually a, uh, a first-team manager anywhere. Um, what, what are your, we'll start with you, Anna. What are your thoughts on Mr. Uh, Minshew? This is difficult. He came across a little bit, uh, I don't know, a bit of, there was a bit of arrogance to him, weren't there? A bit of a hard guy to him. Uh, I don't know whether that's just for the cameras, but yeah, he, were, he wasn't the most likeable of characters. No, he, uh, he, very very strict. And he's, I don't know, he's quite patronising the way he speaks yeah. about reality. I know young football, only a few make it, but he was almost like, no one's going to make it. He reminded me a bit of myself, actually. But Mark, thoughts on Keith? Well, he was, but he was also inconsistent, wasn't he? Because he, he did that really... Well, he did a few dull lectures throughout the course of the programme. He did that one basically jog through the UK when he was describing where scouts were. And then he did that one where he was banging on saying, well, you, there's no guarantees you're going to make it. Then, and then next minute he was saying, but you're a member of the, the playing squad now. And then he reeled off like a Garner and Tracy. You know, you're one of them as well. So it, it, were, it were pretty inconsistent in his messages. Uh, but then also very... Took, took a lead from, uh, from his chairman, maybe, with his... Um, <laughs> defending his slavery we try not to abuse them I think is one of his <laughs> quotes which you know as long as he tried not to then you know that's the main thing one thing that surprised me was he was on the bench for like the first team games and you see him at that Bournemouth game and he's there like kind of barking orders he's quite involved in I don't know everything seems a lot more separate nowadays you know like the academy development squad first team did your dad say John whether you know Keith Minshew and the youth people were, were kind of involved on a date. Going back, sorry, to my time as well, that was kind of a thing though then. Mm. Because you kind of, as you saw, you, you have Dave, Harry Bassett, you have Jeff Taylor, that were it. That was the tour in the whole of the first team squad. Now if you think what Chris, Alan Mill, goalkeeping coach, is, I think they've got yeah. a first team coach as well. So you kind of Pull in the best. Yeah, they all booked in. They probably they probably all helped in with coaching and stuff, mm. didn't they? Because they just didn't yeah. have the the amount but, of staff it, on the books. But when, I, but when I was at Scarborough, the youth team manager used to go on the bench as well. I mean, Glenn Snodding was my youth team manager, so obviously he's got vast experience playing at the top level. So we used to go in and help out. 
Shout out, shout out to John Dunworth as well. Just uh, yeah, yeah, well, Doug, Dunworth's been back at the club, hasn't he? Quite recently involved yeah, in the academy. I think he was released at the start of the season last, but, last year. Yeah, but uh, me and John, we know the Dunworths quite well, and it was just, it's just a surprise to see him. It was there for that long, like, mm, back yeah. and forth. But yeah, good guy, John. Good mm. guy. Yeah. So, so we, so we then uh, introduced after we've had the the, the bit about Mincha, Mincha dips in and out. We then introduced to a, a, a scout, uh, a, a chap by the name of Derek Cluley, and he spots a player, a lad called Jamie Taylor, who's playing. I think it tapped and score. And I've got to say, the standard is absolutely horrific. They're all wearing different like kits and it's you know short, different shorts, different And then it, he makes a comment about why he why his philosophy behind kind of finding players. I'm going to buy a suit, to buy a car, you think, I've got to have that one. So he compares it to buying a, a buying a, 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 a car or, or a suit, I think, was that? Which is interesting. And then and then Taylor's sat, I assume this lad's been watched more than this once, where he just kicks a ball a couple of times on the camera show. And uh, and he gets signed, and Bassett's there signing. Did, did, I, mean, I don't think that happens now. Or did, or did that happen? Yeah, I've, I've, I've it. I can't remember it. Signing his forms on the pitch before Manchester United fifth round. I do remember that sort of thing because it the reason I remember lot, it is because yeah. they'd, they'd always bring them out before a game or at half time and they'd wheel out the same phrase every time one for the future and you never heard from any of them ever again. <laughs> well, you must have heard from some of them. Well, I'm sure I, I, that sounds like you've got a quiz line. You, you think of that era. Can you remember any apprentices breaking through? No, no. From United, from, well, from, well, we'll come on to who made it out of that they, team at the end they, of this, this little bit. Um, we had a few wet on to other clubs like Mendonca and Marston, but it was a time before, obviously, Shirecliffe and the academy was kind of kind of set up. But I, I don't know, would you be would you be wheeled in the first team manager's office as a 15, 16-year-old? Or was that done for the cameras? I think it was done for the cameras. He was very blunt, though, Bassett. Well, we'll come on to Bassett's honesty when he when he releases a player in a, in a bit. We're introduced to a few different players, and they pick a trend between two or three going through. Obviously, it's kind of a plot that some are going to be kept, some are not going to be kept. We've got a lad called um, Nick Beale, who looks like he should be in Bross or something. Bross. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's not. He quickly just says he's not going to be kept on, and that's he's like the worst TV appear. It's worse than you you two being on. But 30 seconds, then he's in the stands looking really miserable. That's who never seen him again. I think I preferred Andy's appearance and John's <laughs> appearance. The, the eating the beans and the shouting, come on, Sheffield, at least they're positive experiences. He came on looking like, as you say, the, the third member of Bross that didn't get kept on. Or fourth? How many were in Bross? Um, Three? Yeah. Well, there were two brothers, weren't there? Yeah, that, that bass player guy. Um, so, so the fourth Bross member then, he comes on like that, you think, oh, he, he thinks he's made it, it looks a bit flashed, doesn't he? And then they just boot him out, so he's not. So, and I felt, felt a bit sorry for him, really. It was just yeah. sort of, there you go, scrap heap, see you later. And then we're introduced to the, some of the other players, and they're all, they have interviews, some of them with Bassett, and some of them with Jeff Taylor's, like various why Bassett can't be there. The one thing I've got to say, just, did I see a Bertie Bassett in uh, Dave yeah, Bassett's yeah. He did, yes. Yeah. One of winners, probably. <laughs> Yeah, so so Richard Harrison, a keeper, I think he's kept on, but we don't see his kind of interview. And then we've got a lad called Steve Circuit, and he's kept on. Taylor does that one, and I don't know. Circuit, he comes, I don't know, he comes just a little bit cocky to me. His mates are releasing. He's like, oh, I just got to get on with. Not my problem. I don't know what thoughts on Circuit, Andrew. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I think he made it though, didn't he? Uh, I can't remember who he played for. Not as a league, not as a league player. Did no. he not? Oh, I know his. I know his dad yeah. was a physio. Rotherham or even Sheffield United. Dennis. Was that was Dennis his dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know that. So, yeah. Not many circuits about. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, when when Wagstaff got released, it was very much, well, that's just it, isn't it? Well, we got Bassett's uh, Bassett's how he talks to him, and I want you to try and th- just think about how how long this would last from the, the the parents going in with him to him telling him to sit down to him basically ending his whole career. <laughs> Hey, I'll come in, Mr. Wagstaff. Come in, Mr. Wagstaff. Take a pew. Oh. You okay? Yes, thank you. Good. As you know, Keith asked Russell to get the parents in, and we're having parents in today with the boys. 
because we've come to the decision on whether we're going to retain a boy or whether we're going to release them and what you know to sort of talk about the future really and we feel by doing it sort of now early in the period at least everybody's mindset whether it be good or bad or whatever the situation is in russell's particular instances we shan't be offering you anything russell we'll be releasing you at the end of the period now you know obviously that's not pleasant from our point of view because obviously we wanted to, to keep as many boys as we can. We've already released, you know, two or three boys, as you know, earlier in the season, Russell. We've watched the progression and we just feel Russell's a little bit short of what we feel is required for a professional footballer. You know, I'm sorry it's not good news for you, Russ. So, you know, whatever you do, I wish you well. And that's it. 56 seconds from opening, having a seat, uh, you're off. Is that how it happened, John? From my experience, it wasn't. We parents didn't come in. Okay. No matter whether it was good news or bad news. And obviously I saw it through my first year, second year, um, and I never once saw parents come in. Which the, for, the, it was the cameras again then, possibly. Possibly. But you look back on it now, and as a 17, 18-year-old lad, which you would be um, getting told, like, especially if it's negative news, um, it's not easy to deal with. It wasn't for me. Um, and probably having your parents there would probably be a good thing. In fairness, United probably did do it like that. They, they did pride themselves on being the family club at that time, didn't they? And so yeah, you can't well, imagine well, it was. Well, and what was great about that, the, the, I thought the best bit of the episode was, not, not probably in a sad way, but they had him looking out around Bramall Lane and they had, his mum and dad were quite emotional. To be honest, the only good bit of football in the entire episode is Wagstaff. When he's on the ball during the game, he brings it down, beats a player and passes it. Everything else is awful. Yeah, he, he was. He, he did look like a tidy player, didn't he? And then they interviewed yeah. him after that game and he said, he basically said, I'm pretty good at everything, apart from my left foot, work on that and I'll, and I'll definitely make it. And then it cut to Bassett getting him out. So, you know. <laughs> Something I want to pick on, the most interesting point, is when Circuit says, uh, majority of the first team lads are all right. Well, there's a couple of big-time players that don't even say good morning to you or anything. Yep. You who? Who? Yeah, exactly. Are... Who? I don't know. I can't. I can, I can only imagine. Oh, come on, we're it's... having some of these on, Mark. You just, <laughs> you just imagine in your mind. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> no, I, listen, I'm going to say the names. And if, and if they're wrong, if I'm wrong, you're more than welcome to come on to the podcast and clear the name. Go on, John. It shows you later on. I think it's Michael Lake making him wait while he tries his teammates, to whether he likes it or not. And then he likes it, so he kind of gives him the finger that he can move on. But even then, he's not quite sure what that finger means, whether it means go no, back. He, he hangs about, doesn't he? So, like... so, so there's kind of evidence there that Michael Lake, who wasn't even a first-team regular at that time, could potentially be. Well, that's Columbo here. <laughs> Proper detective work there. And for the next bit, we, it's a little bit dull, the next bit. We have a lot of footage of him cleaning balls and boots and sweeping up. I mean, how much sweeping up footage can you get in a in an episode? And uh, and then we have some we have some, the return of the nakedness. We have Barnes, I think Webster and Hill. Um, you know, I think Paul Yeah. It moves on to the promotion race again, and we, we move away. The apprentices are of it's seen through their eyes, them being ball boys and what they're doing at the game. And we've got the last three games, so there's Bournemouth at home and then obviously two to come after that. Um, and, and we see some Matt, we see him going out, we see a bit of Bassett, obviously we'll come on to Bassett in a minute on the next episode. But can I just say, we, the pitch is absolutely awful, but what are your thoughts on the, uh, the in golf for Bournemouth, is a, a guy called Jerry Payton, who was a Republic of Ireland international. What are your thoughts on his goalkeeping during that game? Uh, Andrew? Well, the... the... <laughs> For instance, the, Bry- the Bryson shot from Colin Hill's free kick. I, I, I saw him hit it, and then I thought, has that gone in? <laughs> awful, awful keeping. But did he play for? Did you say he played for Ireland? Played for Republic of Ireland. Yeah, the word, I was just going to say the words Hans and Sagers came to mind uh, uh, allegedly yeah, when I was well, watching it. Well, Harry Redknapp the, was the manager. The one where Agana flicks it in. Yeah, well, yeah. No, a, a, I think a, that's a good goal. Careful, Andrew. <laughs> No, but he, he dives about 10 seconds after the ball hits the net on most of the goals. He's like Mark Bunn reincarnated. <laughs> or before Mark Bunn. The bobble does make it difficult for a keeper, doesn't it? I don't know. Watch that first goal and that dive on that first goal. He's not even convincing. Yeah. 
And then we, we go 2-0 up in that game and then uh, they score one back. You know which player scored? A bit of a mini quiz who scored for Bournemouth. Anyone? Jamie Redknapp. Silence. Richard Cadet. Richard ah, Cadet. Former player scored. And then Cadet nearly scores again. And then they come in and then we've got a, just a classic interview. Go on, sorry. Go on. What a save from Trace. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one just for half time. When, yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. Day. But but Bassett's obviously building up, and he starts with the great words. Wimpish, and you've got lacking personality. That's what's happened. You got your two goals up. You thought it was going to be a doddle. You wanted the game to finish, which I told you, and it don't finish. And so you end up drifting and drifting, and then we lose our way, and people start want to fanning about. Chrissy, you. Uh, just Chris Wilder's getting a, a bit of a volley there, but we've gone wimpish. His <laughs> opening uh, opening line, which is a great way to describe our drop off of fun. But we 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 come out and we win four two. I think Garner scores, and there's that brilliant header from Dean where he sort of flicks it in, and he's got that classic celebration where his arms held aloft. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, I think what I saw at the end of that was that the fans were really up for it. They came on the pitch and all that. But obviously, I completely understand why seats were brought in. But you saw a few times during that where you saw that sway down the copper at John Street, mm-hmm. where you, you don't get that again, do you? And you never will. But you just you could just see how excited people were at that time. Uh, it was brilliant. I remember. Why were that. they all coming on and putting baseball baseball caps on everybody's head as well? It was like an <laughs> obsession. They had to put a baseball cap on <laughs> each player. Even Tracy got one. You think you think uh, there was a knit nurse? Oh, no, it's just a bit hard. And and, and uh, Tony Garner just accepting a drink as well off a fan. Did it? Yeah. Gannon walking around like a bouncer with his uh, <laughs> arm in a in a sling. When it Luke though that Garner were drinking or something, and then and then obviously it's just a, a bit of a strange sequence all around, weren't it? Because they were yeah. cut to Morris, like, sniffing something. I presume it was smelling salts, but you just, just don't so know it is. So, so we win 4-2, um, and, and it sets it up for the final episode. Just finally, going back, just to finish on that one, on that junior side, um, we only... Do you know how many players... Well, should, do you know how many players we kept on from that that group? Anyone? You mentioned two, haven't you? Uh, I've three. It was three, yeah. So they kept Harrison, the goalkeeper, Circuit, and John Reed, who we see, you know, in the background, pre-bandage. Uh, John Reed in the in the, in the background, um, and the, I think there was only another one who was in the year group below, Ashley Ficklin, um, that went on. And in terms of league football, there was only Ficklin and Reed that actually made it in league football. Obviously, played lower level. Ficklin for Grimsby, Reed obviously made it. United and uh, played a few games. I mean, he scored at least one goal. Um, Ficklin is now a physio at Wednesday, whereas Circuit and Harrison ended up in non-league and just sort of drifted about. No idea what happened to uh, Wagstaff or Andrew. John Reed, fifteen appearances, two goals, ninety to ninety-seven. There you go. Very good research. Excellent. Who's his goals against? I remember him scoring against Notts County, but I, I don't know another game. Okay. So he did play, I mean, that's making it, isn't it? He's made the first team, he's made it, no matter how many games. Um, so so that, that concluded The Apprentice. So we move on to episode six, the final uh, episode of the whole series, and it's dedicated to the manager, um, who, of course, was Dave Bassett, or Harry, who's affectionately known. Uh, and we focus on the final week of the season, away at Blackburn in midweek, and then, obviously, Leicester the following Saturday. Um, before that... Can we go on to that? We have a little bit of a... It's almost like uh, the, the head of the game. They have like a bit of a here's what you miss sort of thing. We see sort of clips from that Bournemouth game. But he focuses on Bassett and we've got him in a, a strange jumper. Any, any thoughts on Harry's jumper? Uh, does it say the, the funny side on the back? I think I don't know what it the is. Boss, the boss on the front and the funny side funny on the back. Funny side on the back. Which what's that mean? Is that just a bit a bit a bit strange? Anyway, so we we have the win against Bournemouth. We win four two. We you know as we said, we have all the players on the pitch. They do a lap of honour. Obviously, they're not all because they still need another another three points. Um, and and then we we have a bit of a. It's all about kind of Bassett and his lovely wife Christine Bassett's introduced, uh, and she she seems a really really nice nice woman. John, did what, you know Christine or know know much about her? Uh, no, and to be fair, David, no. I know my mum when they used to socialise 
Um, my mum really does did like her, and probably still does. Uh, my mum always said she was lovely, one of the nicest women she's ever met. But I don't know. She just comes oh, yeah. across as very, very, very warm, and um, you know, quite quite different to to, to Bassett. I think Bassett comes across really well. Oh no, he uh, does. I don't think he comes across badly in the in in the whole series, but they they seem quite different personalities. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, opposites attracts, don't they, David? Is that a, is that an, is that an invite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It, I think he came across really well, and he had an amazing selection of jumpers. Then we're introduced to sort of um, we see sort of snippets of his um, you know, his family, his daughters, um, and one of them's Carly, isn't it? Who's you know what she's now famous for? Yeah, she works on Sky Sports with Jeff. She does. She's the one who sometimes Cammy calls when he calls Jeff uh, Carly by mistake. That's who he's actually referring to. She's the producer of Soccer Saturday, so obviously you know, done, done well for herself. Um, but they're going to, but I think they're going to Birkdale School. Obviously, they're in, in private school. Um, How do you know? It's worrying that you you could identify the school from the uniform. Uh, he says it on the jumper mark, yeah, Birkdale, yeah, yeah. big letters. Where did he live, uh, Beden? You, you must know, because you've gone he around everyone's in, house. Yeah, he lived in Door, uh, Andrew, next to Trevor Francis. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Do you know that? I remember the semi-final. There was a... Yeah. Was there not a, like a, a centre like, fold? And those yeah, two were both over, over the walls it, thing. Yeah. Over the wall. Yeah. Or was that Wilkinson and Bassett? Or Francis and Bassett? I can't remember. Maybe Francis just moved into Wilkinson's house. <laughs> yeah, took over from him. And yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that Bassett obviously, you know, stayed in Sheffield quite a long time after, you know, he finished it, you know. I know he went, you know, he went back as a manager at Palace and then he was Barnsley and Forest, but I think he only moved back to London for about 10 years ago. I've, I've, always, I've always had this thing with Bassett. I've, I've never known anyone talk so fluently without pauses. I've done, gone to a few gentlemen's evenings with him where he's been the speaker and he just never pauses, he never stutters, he just constantly so talks. Opposite to us, basically. Yeah, yeah, he's got better <laughs> Wi-Fi built in. What's a gentleman's evening? Ah, I used to get strippers and all sorts and Bassett speaking over them. No, you know what they are. Yeah. Is that what they're called, gentlemen's evenings? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They can't be if they invited you. He did one at Abbeydale uh, Cricket place and he just spoke brilliantly about old times yeah. brilliant man he's also very funny very quick-witted he's a bright guy i mean yeah. like, like, and he's man management you know we, we see all because obviously for the cameras they love all that you know the, the all the bollockings and everything that's you know it's, it's fun to watch him shouting and swearing but we see the softer side of him you know at times as well and he's, you know what i mean i, th- I, I think you know he's, he's man management really good and he, his teamwork with you know his assistant uh, Jeff Taylor, um, you know, really, really cool. Can I just check, John? What's Jeff Taylor's name? Is it Bags? It must be, because I've got that. <laughs> I've got that noted when he says, don't he, during the Leicester game? Yeah. He says, if you guys are shitting yourself, just imagine what me and Bag are doing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's his bag. <laughs> Jeff Taylor. Oh, I'm going to text. I'm going to text my dad now. All right. We'll, we'll, ask, we'll ask John Greaves on Twitter. It might be him, Kit Bag. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah. Who's this... bags? We'll put it out there for the uh, yeah. for the thousands that listen to us. <laughs> uh, I, I love. I, we might be getting to this point, but I love the bit when he has a word with David Ellery. Asks him to come into the uh, yeah, changing yeah. room. Ellery says uh, no, something, and then Bassett says, "Oh, thank you very much." <laughs> well, I've got, I've got it here. I've got it here. I've got permission to come to see you in Thank you very much. And you know, and, and it's just you know, it's superb. This proper Ellery was an old schoolmaster, I think, at Harrow, wasn't he? Very, you know, with the way he referees and stuff. And uh, after that, you know, cup replay, he's, he's clearly not not happy Bassett, and uh, obviously doesn't quite get the response that he wants. But what gets me after that is he then goes into the dressing room. He's clearly fuming with with his exchange with Ellery, and he gives you know probably his biggest bollocking of the whole episode.
you're just doing now in between. And that's where you're getting in between results and in between performances. So they're just having a bit of a jolly up. <laughs> but he says they accuses him of being on the uh, on the piss. Um, that was after the Barnsley first replay, I think, when he drew nil nil. I think. Yeah, lots of lots of effort in Jeffing and beeping, but um, not, not many are willing to give it back on. on. Booker, Booker asks him where he missed an header, doesn't he? But um, there's, there's there's not much coming back. There's not much. But the one thing I realised during that team talk might just be me, but he didn't really shout at them. He just spoke. Mm. Effing and Jeffing, but just speaking, yep. which I reckon was probably worse than him shouting. Yeah. He, he, de- he definitely wasn't happy. I thought we'd won that game, but how many replays did we have against Barnsley? Was it... Seven, I think it was, by the time. <laughs> Seven nil nils at Oakland. Was, it, was that I the think... first game? So it was nil nil, two two, one nil. No, it was like... Two two at Bramall Lane, then back to Oakwood. Oakwell. Oakwood. <laughs> Oakwood. <laughs> Rather than yeah. Tom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're on pace. They've gone for beer festival at Oakwood first, haven't they? Neutral ground after the first read. Start again. 2 2 Bramall Lane. I cried at that match, that 2 2 Bramall Lane. And then uh, I, I missed a goal. And I started roaring and someone thought I got crushed and it was just pathetic. But... Uh, no, just when we finished about this, I've got the answer to the nickname bag. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll reveal at the end. Um, so, yeah. Um, but what, one thing about that team talk as well that well not team talk bollocking that he gave them was as he was giving the bollocking Graham Benstead was walking round dishing out cups of teas on a tray <laughs> nice <laughs> just made me laugh he Bassett's going crazy the lads are obviously keeping their heads down hoping they don't get it and Benstead's walking round with a tray of tea I've never understood that old school cup of tea in a changing room my dad said he used to have cups of tea at half time like, yeah, Why do you have a cup science. of tea? Why do you have a cup of tea? Cup of tea and a Jaffa cake, please, before I go back out. <laughs> That'll help me with my muscle uh, recovery. It was meant to have cups of tea and make sure they have sugar in it for the sugar rush. Cola bottle, surely. Might ask Sergio Aguero if he has a mug of tea, a mug of Yorkshire gold. Um, just going back to the, the training ground footage, there's a brilliant bit where I think it's Bassett and Ted. They're trying to give Booker some instructions and he, he don't really get it and he comes back with a classic reply. What role do you want to do? Run up, set forward and do it, go to right wing? So Booker just wants to run around like like a nut. But again, very windy up at Warminster Road. And lots of like like you said, as you said earlier, lots of headers. Uh, this is practicing a lot, a lot of headers in various scenarios. Well, and Booker got the ump because it worked. So presumably they cut a bit where we were complaining that it was rubbish. And then we proper, on... But the thing is, though, he proper got the ump. Yeah. He wasn't just like laughing about it. All the others, like you see Mark Todd walking in the background, like absolutely wetting himself, laughing. And Booker's just got face of stone, not happy because obviously he's the butt of the jokes. I think one negative bit of the, of the documentary, it, it, as opposed to what you see with Sunderland now, is you don't really see like relationships being built or you don't actually see the actual real-life relationship. It's top-line stuff in it, which is entertaining. And I might be going a bit too deep here. But no, no, I think you're right. It's I, I, entertaining I think for half an hour. But I think they could, look... have, they could have only done that if they'd have had focused on like one or two personalities and followed them through. But they, because they kept dipping in and out of different departments of yeah. the club, it was like you, you, you forgot Wilf Rostron existed after that second one until he bangs in that fourth goal <laughs> you know I mean, there's a lot of that I don't know I don't know he, before game he, he has a memorable quote of he's, he's talking to is it Paul Ward and he says make him bring your effing dinner like <laughs> what's that even mean what's yeah but I want, I want to know more Will, like that way manager more, you can Will. bring you your dinner yeah. just <laughs> Question for you, Andrew. What do you mean about relationships being built? Do you mean like between Harry and the players or the players' relationships? No, but just like that little stuff. But like, I didn't see any relationships between Booker and another player or a Garner and another player. It was very isolated, yeah. episode, uh, scene, yeah. and then moving on. It was brilliant. I loved watching it back again. It, I mean, you don't really see it, but I, I must think the relationship Harry, or the, maybe the impact Harry had on every single player in that dressing room, I mean, not to compare, but Sir Alex Ferguson and everyone says, look at the impact he made. I think Harry would probably made a similar impact. And uh, I know my dad, probably in a lot of his, because my dad had been lucky enough to stay in football, um, a lot of his coaching and things like that, he, he puts down to Harry and what have you. And Chris does, Chris Wilder. I firmly believe that that era, Harry's era, has had a massive impact on what, 
uh, we're witnessing now. The modern yeah. use of the zone, man. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a lot of similarities. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I agree with Andy. I think I'd have liked to see relationships and. It's when Jeff Taylor says he's got different heads. Exactly, yeah. And he says Bassett used to go out clubbing with him on a Wednesday night. Get the cameras going out to Fialfi's or the Josephine's. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, lovely to hear that. Maybe. I think the problem is that they did it on the cheap, didn't they? You could, yeah. I, I think they, they had limited time filming. For most episodes touch on that um, either Bournemouth game or Man United game. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're only around the club for quite a short time but and quite were, short bursts. So. Sorry, Mark. I know David mentioned it. They weren't meant to film six, were they? No, I think it was they four. They started to extend it because we, we took oh, it right four. to the end of the season. So maybe that was one thing. They didn't have the sort of footage to fill it. Mm. It, it definitely worked. Yeah. Uh, and I, so, I, have, I have got a stat beat sorry to bore everyone to death, but, the, but, but number two on Miss Sheffield United was my hairdresser wow well I was going to come on to that next so that's great great, uh, great timing because um, we then have the, some, some odd footage of the Miss Sheffield United contest which obviously it's not a thing now I don't think it'd be very PC it's not so. a thing now no, it's not, John. Oh, I'm sorry. I've just, I've just entered my missus. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Concentrate on this. Finish no, that one. You're not being very uh, focused, John. Turn the camera off, John. <laughs> <laughs> so it used to be a regular thing, this uh, Miss Sheffield United. Uh, we've got the very young Gary Sinclair, who, uh, and then lots of very curly haired. Sort of booth on women going for this prize, and uh, I wonder what were the benefits of being Miss Sheffield United? What what were the per- what did you get from the tie? What were the perks of it? Anyone? I think she was hoping for a date with Mark Todd. Wasn't she that won it? <laughs> no, no, she, she didn't win it. She, she was my hairdresser. Really? Was my hairdresser. How do you know she came second, Andrew? I didn't. I didn't say that. I said she was right. number two on her oh, wrist. Okay. okay. <laughs> You've really been uh, analysing it. In detail. <laughs> I remember having the haircut in the eight what was, she, what was she wearing? She was wearing a black chiffon dress. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a winner, Louise Bartles from your neck of the woods, Mark Kiveton Park. Did you know yeah, the Bartles I, family? I, no, I'm going to say I've I've never never heard or seen of anyone called Bartles. I just thought it was fake news, and then it showed a face, and I do vaguely right, recognise right, her right. actually. You so, walk about with the sash on, yeah, and can't just marching up and down Kiv Owen Wales. Did we not get her on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> we'll have a look for her, Louise Bartles. Bassett kisses her, and then we get this weird speech where he says, "I won't do an impression, but he says it's not her oh. night. It's not his night." He says. Uh, and then he, he t- I know Ellery, and then he makes the, a series of very strange, je- really homophobic joke as well. I think of the time, of the, <laughs> of the yeah, time. Yeah, it is. It is a very, very different time, wasn't it? Yeah, just, to, just, to, and the fans are laughing. Lots of men in shirts and ties, and you well, know, that's, uh, that's how it was probably up until like, about yeah. two thousand and five. I think you, you pretty much had to wear your school trousers to get in nightclubs back then, didn't you? So yeah. it, it's like that sort of dress, dress sense that you, you dress smart for these sort of things. You go to a few of those uh, events, though, don't you, Bede? Still now, do, do they start singing in those? Uh, not seen them uh, singing now. <laughs> so we, we we then get back. Let's get back to the promotion race, and it cuts to that final week. Uh, we we only see one clip from Blackburn where they had to pay, like they had to like negotiate to show this Billy Whitehurst chance at the end. I think D, uh, Wilder does a bit a bit of unnecessary juggling, sort of flips it over there. Dean crosses Whitehurst just wide, and and we see him shaking hands, and it's and it's to the final game. Leeds are on eighty two points uh, above United on goal difference. Goal average in alphabetical. Newcastle were on 80. They'd really come on strong, but they'd got a better goal goal difference. So we basically had to win, really, because you know if Newcastle won at Middlesbrough, that they would have denied us second place. Uh, Leeds at Bournemouth, so they were both our rivals were playing teams in the relegation fight, whereas we had you know Leicester were mid table. I don't think they really had much, anything to play for at all, and sort of. Um, we, we cut to the team talk. Um, can I just say, lots of men wearing vests. Lots of, yeah. Players and officials invest. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, Lecoq sportive efforts, weren't they? There's like Erasure were in the, the changing room, <laughs> weren't they? Paul Stank, my uncle, and Simon Webster. Very. Uh, I don't know. It was a hot day, I suppose. Very erotic. Uh, and we got back. We got Bassett's team talk. And there's one thing I want to mention about this team talk. I'll just play a, a little bit of it. 
all the season, so there's no reason why you can't go out today. Irrespective of what happens, if you give me today a performance like you had the other night, with attitude, commitment and character, I'll settle for that, because that's what you've given me most of the season. Okay, so let's keep our standard. That's the standard we set at West Brom on the opening day of the season. Let's take it there today. If we get the rub of the green, we're on our way. You're. If you're shitting yourself, just imagine what me and Bag are doing. Is it me, or did somebody interrupt that to say, yo? Uh, Booker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? What? What was it? Why? What? I think he thought it was over. He just wanted to start shouting, mm. didn't he? Why wouldn't you shout, yo? It <laughs> just seems that the timing seemed a little bit. Oh. Yeah, but 1990, yo, was the word, really. Yo. <laughs> it's not during your manager's on, team on. talk before a big promotion game. I know what you're gonna say. I, I thought I thought Calabunga was the word in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage oh, turtles, yeah. It was. It giving his team talk, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> But it was it was a good team talk. Yeah. Really so routed. Even watching yeah. it back now, because I only I only watched it about an hour or two before we did this. Uh, first time I've seen it since night night. Genuinely, I was like sort of yeah. almost good. getting nervous and like really getting into it, and so <laughs> almost brought a tear to the eye. But then it swings round to Keith Mincher in full kit. It's just sort of ruined the illusion. Go on, Joe. Clear up who bag is. Go on. Uh, it's Jeff Taylor. Okay. Originally, his nickname was Teabag. I really don't want to know any more than that. <laughs> and Tea's and a strong kept, theme in this. And he stayed with him from Wimbledon. Okay. And then during his time at United, it just turned into he, bag. He obviously just... Who's that come from, know, John? Made a good cuppa. Uh, that's come from uh, Paul Stancliffe. Oh, club captain? <laughs> yes, didn't play that game on his birthday. Well, he's a day off. Author, authorised day's leave. Did he get a vest for his birthday that day? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Andy Bell. <laughs> yeah, the, the players did look quite nervous, though. It, you know, the team talk was great, um, but I don't know, they, they, they realised what was about to happen. Bassett has a moment on his own, and he sort of looks quite, you know, reflectful and, I don't know, nervous. I, I don't know what anyone else thought. No, I agree. Going back to what Andrew said earlier about how they filmed it and how it all put together, the way that episode and that bit of it came across I was genuinely just getting nervous watching it and it just sort of brought it all back about both on that day and then how I felt at the end of a couple of our recent seasons now it's sort of they, they sort of captured all that and um yeah the players were bricking it in fact I think one of them's talking you, you pick something up in the background when they're just shouting um I feel physically sick and um yeah, yeah, there's, there's a bit in the background where one of them shouts that. I don't, I don't know if it's anything to do with the game and feeling nervous or, you know, some jockstrap incident or something. But... Sort of Fanta they're drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just with that, Mark, sorry to make this sound boring, but being in and out of dressing rooms, a lot of, surprisingly, and I'm, they might not anymore, but a lot of players were sick, like five to three. The referee's bell used to go and what have you. And I've been in dressing rooms before where a lot of first-team players are actually physically sick with nerves. Yeah, you And speaking to my dad in the past, and he said a few in that team used to be sick before. And my dad's openly admitted before big games, he used to be sick as well with nerves. Hung over. Yeah. Could be true. <laughs> yeah, it was, it his, was birth, his birthday. birthday. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll still drunk. We'll, we'll come on to the game. I will ask us all where we were that day. Because I know some of us went, some of us didn't go. We'll briefly talk about that. But as we go on to the game, uh, we go out and we go 1-0 down. Uh, I think Gary Mills scores a, a really good goal. And I don't know, obviously, at the time, you probably a lot of people thought, so here we go, you know, typical United, they're going to blow it, sort of thing. But then we come storming back. Wood scores, great cross from Bryson, and we 1-1. And then we have that big scramble where the former Wednesday goalie, Martin Hodge, gets injured. Uh, ball comes back, ricochets back and forth. I think Dean's goal is my favourite ever Sheffield United goal ever. Not well, not for obviously the standing yeah, of the goal, it's, it's horrendous, isn't it? But it's, uh, it's bouncing around, it's scrapping about. Six attempts on target we had before we scored, <laughs> and then his celebration is pretty iconic, isn't it? When he goes down to his knees, he looks like Jesus of Nazareth. And then Wilder yeah. comes flying in. And, and, Wilder takes his flies. <laughs> and, it, and it, is it Bob Booker that yeah. tells Wilder he's to calm down? down. Yeah. He's captain, isn't he, for the day where your dad been injured. He's always he said, what are you doing? Calm down. And it's at this point, after that goal, and obviously the celebration, that's when the fact that we have fans who start coming on the pitch, like, oh, and it's like every kind of moment after that, the, 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 the celebrations start. 
We get um, we get a third goal. We have Hod, uh, Martin Hodge going on and off, and and we get a, a, a brilliant third goal. Uh, you know, oh, the Dean oh, Flick and the Garner volley. They're, they're opinion for offside. It's clearly not offside, and he just you know it's just just a superb goal. And they're all back on the pitch again. Well, well, one of the, one of the best United goals. It's it's yeah. a, it's it is a United goal, that isn't it? It's like yeah. a cross comes yeah. in, Dean Flick on, and a Garner finish. It is just it sums up that era really. The further scramble. It's, it sums up their partnership, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Ready. knowing where he was. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we we get a fourth, and we've gone absolutely. Everyone's going crazy. Um, there's loads on the pitch, and we got the we got the PA who's doing his best, poor lad. <laughs> And very politely asking, at this point, imagine Northampton the other year times about 10. There's, there must be about two or 3,000 on the pitch, most are in fancy dress. There's, a, there's like a giant chicken, or a guy dressed as a chicken, who's almost like golden Gary McAllister at that point. And the one thing I do want to make is, why have Lowe's got those comedy trousers on? You know, those big trousers. Did they, were they only certain things left at the fancy dress shop? You know, you know what I mean? Those trousers with braces. What were they meant to be? Baggy trousers. Just a bit. Some a bit. madness. Yeah. What, what's your favourite of all the, the uh, fancy dress that you see in that, that little scene? Uh, I don't think I've got... I like the man who does a roly-poly. Just does a roly-poly on the pitch. He's about our age now, so the 40, and he just does a roly-poly in the middle Why of the game. Why would you not, though? I don't know. No, that's what I mean. I like it. I'm not criticising it. Anyway, I picked out, for me, the the guy in the full Barney Rubble outfit, but he's not dressed as Barney Rubble. He's wearing a (laughs) massive suit. And it's like really hot day, isn't it? It's sweating away in there. And he's he's my favourite. He can't have seen any other game, but he's he's on the pitch. He's so polite, that PA, though. Sheffield United fans, please please keep off the pitch. One thing that got me about the pitch invasion is... They weren't teenage lads or no, anything like that. No. They were fully grown men. Like, oh, middle-aged like at the lowest. Yeah. There was no, no spotty teenagers no, or anything no, like that. No. Fully grown men. Love it. I, I tell you, I, wa- I watched like, the team talk before and things like that. And I just, like you, Mark, I only watched it a couple of hours ago again. And, like the goosebumps and hair standing up on the back just, of the head. Just, just, just weird how it still gets here because oh, definitely. just so good. So Leicester get, get one back, uh, North, who'd been in goal and then comes back out and scores. And So it's still a little bit in the balance. I think at that point, Leeds were nil-nil. I think Newcastle were 2-1 down to Middlesbrough. So we've still, but it was still very much in the balance. And then we've got, uh, they get 15 minutes at half-time, um, but about five minutes of it are used up by what's now, I think it is famous, uh, where they're trying to work something out at a, at a corner routine. You'll pick up uh, Kelly, Barnes's man. You'll pick Kelly up yeah. on the corners, okay? You'll then pick North up, the five, okay? Jock, you'll do the zone, okay? Can we just sort that out as well? Like the last one, Chris was picking up righty. It was Dino and Bob picking up with two, and we had no zone man. If our zone gets pulled out like Jock Bryson now, Mark, you've got to be across in the in the hole in the three. Do you understand? No, you don't. We took a corner. No, he's marking a corner. Who's he marking? This is Mark in the third. He's at the near post with the Oldfield and James, him and Dean's here. Right. So it's, it's in marking with the... Uh, we still need the zone. Yeah, Will's the zone. In the corner. In the front. No, Jock's the zone. Yeah, post zone. Because he's on the edge. Jock's come off on Tony Lee tomorrow. Instead of Jock. That's all the only difference. Well, if he's out there, well, what I'm saying is that six-year-old man has got to be in place. If he's out there, Jock's got to be And so, quite a long speech there about who, who, who the zone man was. Um, I think it's quite clear. That Jock's I think it's now quite been, clear Jock's been now. moved to the near zone and Will's the far zone. Two zones. Yeah. We all agree. difficult. Yeah. But it's become You've a thing Jock front zone, Wolfpack zone, Cooper and Deansy picking up Oldfield and James, Chrissy Wilder on the edge of the box with Wrighty, and he's marking Kelly. Simple. I think, I think T-Bag's lost the plot, hasn't he? 
Yeah, he's not happy. <laughs> the players look at them too, as well, if to say, what? He cuts to Dean with a towel on his head. I've never seen a man look so exhausted in his life, and it's probably nothing <laughs> to do with that first half. It's everything to do with this conversation. What a player. What a player. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So we, we come out, second half. We don't see much action at all in the second half. We see Agana sort of go through, intercepts an area, sort of puts in a fifth, lovely finish. He does that lovely little celebration with his hands, sort of thing, jazz hands. And then uh, more on the pitch, about 10,000 fans on the pitch, you have to clear them off. And then it just cuts to the, the final whistle, really, and we see them all running off, you know, Tracy, all the players are trying to get on. Um, the other results obviously come through. Leeds have sadly won at Bournemouth, so... Um, they win the league. Newcastle actually did end up losing, but um, and then obviously we have our city rivals who have somehow managed to go down, and it's it's just just one of the greatest days, maybe the greatest day of United's history, with the the green and headline blades glory owls down. I like how you say somehow our rivals went down. Somehow they went down because they were crap. Well, they yeah, no, but it was it was, a, somehow, it was it was it was a difficult series of results to get them down. It was a bit like that Chelsea. It was one a Sheffield United esque cockle yeah, by, by yeah. our neighbours. Yeah. For for our age group, I still think it's the best day of our yeah, no, of Sheffield yeah. United history. Yeah, even even Wilder's success, something about it just uh, means more. And it, and it cuts to the dressing room, and we have them having a bit of a sing song. Celebrating, you know, great, great scenes. Uh, I think Bassett kisses a Ghana, and they really go for it with cans of Fanta. Cans of Fanta have properly gone to the red on that one, aren't they? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's not quite what you 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 would see now. I think I think Bassett goes back out, gets all his clothes took off him. I wonder who told him to go back out with about fifteen, ten thousand fans <laughs> yeah, on the pitch. Hey, do us a favour. Maybe go and cause a riot and walk back out on the pitch. You'd be tempted though, wouldn't you? I'd love oh, 100%. You know, you'd be straight oh, back. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't walk, I'd crowd surf it. Yeah. 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 But he, you know, when we, he, it's dawns on him, we have all the interviews with the players and stuff. Um, just before we go back to the final scene back in the car park, um, I didn't go to that game. But, you know, my dad said something about, oh, there'll be, there'll be trouble, we'll not bother, we'll not get a ticket. And he just was very negative, a bit like me, about the whole uh, possibility of going. So we, I didn't go. We ended up, I think, I went to watch him fishing on the River Trent and listened in his car on the radio. That's how, how great my final day was. But obviously, I remember him, me and him being so excited when all the, the results came through. Um, Mark, what was? can you remember anything about the day? Yeah, I also, I'd never been to an away game at that point. I don't think it was ever a consideration that we were going to go. Um, but I think I'd started doing some sort of ridiculous jujitsu or something at Dino of all places by then and uh, I think I went I went to that I thought I did, I did what um, what Christine Bassett said she was going to do but then didn't oh, and yeah. just go 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 away completely yeah. ignore it wow. and then pick the result up at 5 th- so that's what I did because okay. genuinely I can't like I say watching yeah. it again it brought it back how nervous I was at the time as a as a 11 year old yeah. or whatever I was I, really, really nervous about it. So I went away and then, yeah, come back. I think I switched it off went on the radio and it's a 1-0 down. I was like, they've blown it. I turned radio off. Like, you know, probably some did and just thought, I'm leaving it. And I only put it on uh, like a bit later and it was like, it's 4-2 at Filbert Street. And that was only about 25. It was like, what? And like, and then obviously stayed stayed with it. Uh, Andrew, were your thoughts on the day? Were you there? No, I wasn't. Uh, I, I don't know if John remembers, but we were at my grandma's uh, I had my Illuminous Away kit on with a pair of cycling shorts. And I remember being very nervous, very nervous, very you got, excited. You got a picture? Weather was fantastic. Uh, but the, the highlight of the day was going to Bravo Lane for when yeah. they came back yeah. and the coach. Yeah. John, were you at, yeah. at Leicester? Or? No, and no you... Andrew literally just told you. Oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't know whether you went or were you with Andrew. Sorry, don't listen to us. Yeah. He just, no, he just no, no, no. didn't talk. He just got his yeah. notes and reads yeah. his notes. No, no, sorry. So, so you yeah, both yeah. went to the car park. I, I, no, we, yeah, I spent the day with Andy, our grandma and granddad's. Uh, my my mum was that nervous 
um, she didn't go. She actually worked, made Hung sure over. she worked that Hung Saturday. over for your dad's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember being at my grandma and granddad's and Andy's house being about 100, 150 metres away. And at the final whistle, uh, running down to Andy's house and walking into the living room and seeing my mum just crying. Wow. Uh, just saying they've done it, they've done it. He's gonna, he's gonna play in the first division. Wow! Did you decide wow. to go down? We were always gonna go down to the car park and meet. Well, them. if they, if they lost and didn't get promoted, we probably wouldn't have gone to the car park. So oh, that's nice. Very negative about luck, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we weren't always gonna go. But yeah, as literally as soon as um, we'd finished celebrating and crying with the family, um, Andy might be able to answer it. I can't remember how we got to Bramall Lane. Clearly, someone would have drove, but don't know who, uh, because... Floating on air at that stage, lads. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, to be fair, I do remember driving down the parkway um, and just seeing just fans all, yeah. all around. Can't remember who drove. I, I remember coming back from my dad's fishing trip on the Newark, uh, in Newark, and we came down there morning, and United were coming back. And we were driving back at the same time and just seeing them all. It's, you know, remember when they had scarves out the window that time? Everyone yeah. had scarves out the window. It was just oh, Everyone was beeping the horns. And, you know, it was just it's a brilliant. magical day. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant day. So it, all, all airs are standing up, goosebumps now, just talking about it. Yeah, the, the, scene, the, final, the, scene, the scene when Bassett comes out of the coach. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, me and John must have been 10 yards away from that. And it's the first time as a 10-year-old that you're really, like, in the mix with adults. and. Yeah. The crush, the crush, and the feeling—it was still feeling it now. Brilliant. We were lucky enough. Uh, we arrived, and all the players and families went into the boardroom, director's box, and everything. So we're looking down on all the fans below us, thousands of fans, wow. like like it was like this time last year when they came back from Stoke, yeah. just covering the whole of the car park. And my mum said, "Whatever you do, don't go into the crowd." Don't go into the crowd. And so Andy went, come on, let's go into the crowd. So we went and we were lucky enough um, to stand on like the brick walls that were there. And then when the bus arrived, we decided we'd best get back uh, because obviously I wanted to see my dad. And then Andy will probably remember all the men surging forward. And someone said, ah, it stands, lad, it stands, lad. And literally me and Andy got passed from man to man through the car park right to the coach and then we got dropped off like Andy said about 10 yards from the coach just as Harry started speaking so for me and probably Andy as well he was just absolutely brilliant because we were scrumming around getting pushed over and because of this TV series we're speaking about someone like recognised us and recognised me and just passed us along that lad that needed his beans cutting up yeah. <laughs> and then that Sheffield guy forget Come on. <laughs> Spaghetti bolognese, Mark. It was a Friday. My, my only regret about last season, I know we were all together for that, that Stoke game, was uh, I didn't go down for the Northampton one, but they all came into the car park. And um, the fact that they, the, the fans didn't really let them get off the bus, it, they were all a bit kind of, you know, when they were passed into the end bit and stuff. It would have been nice to have had the bus. Everyone waited patiently behind a barrier and properly, but I suppose that's... That's helpful, you know, and it was great. Bassett comes out, they all, you know, Sheffield United, Sheffield United, they all sing his name and it freezes on him, I think, with his thumb, his fist up and I think it says next, yeah. next in the season, the first division. At that point, there'd be another series. I remember me and my dad, they're doing it again, they were having another, because that's what it implied, didn't it? That, yeah. At the end of the clip, next next season, the first, yeah, yeah probably right. They're back, I remember, and then remember the first week in prep, in first division it was then, thinking, are they, it's not on, I remember looking at TV Times or whatever, I was really disappointed. Did, did, did the series get filmed during that run-in or after the season? No, during the run-in, the final mm-hmm. Friday episode was the Friday after the win. Leicester game. Yeah. Great turnaround, that. Good, good production skills, Mark. Better, better than our pods. It was definitely better than this. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely amazing series. And um, I know we've, we've sort of uh, been going on a bit, so we're sort of conscious of time. Is there, are there any kind of thoughts, just final thoughts? I've got a quiz to end it. So, are there any kind of final thoughts on, on, on the series? John? I'm just going to throw it in there. Um, 
when Harry dropped his girls off at school, he's been to the camera saying he's never like been to Wembley, he's never been, won the FA Cup, he's never done much in like League One or been in League One. And obviously nothing against Harry, but he's never won a league, never won the FA Cup. Obviously he's been to Wembley. Boris he won a league, John. Yeah, but not League One. And that's what he was saying. Okay, right, okay. Um, do you think he looks back now and thinks with regret, or do you think he kind of looks back and thinks, you know what? I did really well as a manager because let's face facts, he's an absolute legend at our club. Yeah, big achievement as well, Stu, what he did. Yeah. How many have done that sort of double double promotion? Not There's even this recent with Warnock. I think he's a nicer personality. Come to me, even though Warnock does the big Army United fan, Bassett for me far achieved far more, far more respect for Bassett than, than Warnock. But but no, what I was gonna say, Andrew, is that he getting those promotions with those clubs, he, he constantly did it the same. He never got a big job, Bassett, did he? And he probably should have done. He should have got a big job, but his playing style, what how we see, probably stopped him, you know, getting a, a big job. I think he did. Even, he did well even after he left us, didn't he? He Had a good spell yeah, yeah. at Forest, a good yeah. spell at Barnsley, Leicester, uh, Leicester. Yeah, great manager, great man, legend. Loved yep. him. Yeah, um, but as I said, I think even even Wilder. I think he has a lot, probably a lot of trademarks of Harry. Yeah, yeah, big like time. Like Even down say... to saying stuff like fanning around as, as one of his trademark <laughs> statements. But um, but yeah, you're right. His his face didn't fit. He yeah. should have got a top job, like Dave says. He sh- he should have been offered a top job. But um, yeah. I don't, I, I, this perception of him being a one ball he, merchant. He failed at, at Watford though, because Watford were in the first division then, and they were like mid table. And it, it, obviously Taylor had done really well, and he took it, and he failed. So that probably knocked his reputation a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but it's he, he, also one of them. How do you follow Graham Taylor with the job he did? Yeah. It's like, hopefully he won't be for years to come, but when Chris leaves United, it's always it's going to be a horrible act to follow. Like, following Ferguson at Manchester United. And to be fair to Bassett, Wimbledon, he, didn't he get him up to like six, seven, you know, quite yeah. a few top, like top level finishes that, you know, so, no. For me, it's an amazing series. Um, you know, I love looking back at it. Definitely watch it. Listen to our pods back, but, uh, you know, it's just, a, it still stands up to this day for me. It's a yeah. really good series. The younger generation, the new fans, have to watch this series and learn about the history, everything that's now formed the club that we are today. Well, it shows the different era as well. Like we, we touched yeah, on it earlier yeah. on the apprentices. It's, it's, it's just a completely different world. The top, not even just Premier League, top two divisions will have nothing like that now. The apprentices no. will be coddled and, you know, the, every, everything on a plate. And just, just to see the different level, but also the history and what is, before Wilder came, the greatest manager of our club in, in our lifetime. You know, yeah. c- certainly since at least the 70s. Just a great time, 1990. You know, it seems the sun was always out. So I know that was just the end of the season, but that's what it seemed like. Talia 90, the music, you know, just just magical, absolutely magical. We're gonna we're gonna end it now um, because um, you know we we have started going a little bit. Uh, we are hoping to get this pod together for you know special interviews from personalities, and we're also looking to do another pod, another TV bit of Gold Links United. We are going to review hopefully the the Warnock. Uh, documentary and, and talk about that. We're not going to get Warnock on after what you've just said about him. Well, either, well, we can still talk about him, but we'll say some good things amongst the uh, odd things. We're going to end with a bit of a quick fire quiz about the the, the series. Um, buzzing, first one to, to say it gets the point. So you'll have to say your name. We'll go for a series of questions, and then I've got a final tiebreaker. So it should take us a couple of minutes. Um, right, first one. What was Mark Morris's nickname? Mark. Guppy. Yeah, Andrew, what you have to do is say your name and then you give the answer. Just, just to make that clear. Right, number two, what is Paul Woodson called? Andy. Mo- yes, Andrew. Ashley. Correct. Gives you a tie. Right, which two United players were called up by Northern Ireland that year? Mark. Yes. Andy. Mark, Mark. It's Hill and Todd. Correct. Oh. Can you name Keith Brout, Bruton's children? Mark. Yep. It's Nathan and something like incorrect. Simon Uther, yeah, France Fraser Campbell or something. <laughs> incorrect. Anyone want to have a go at the SUFC for his children? No. No. Simon Uther Fraser Callum. Number five. What is the name of the eyeshadow that Janet Stancliffe applies? Andy. Damn. Andy, go on. 
Shimmering Whoa. Sands. It was Andy, that. It was Andy. Um, which team did Peter Duffield break his leg against? Sam. Yep. Manchester City. Incorrect. Ooh. Anyone buzzing? Andy. Yes. Northampton. Incorrect. Mark. Oh, just... go on then. I will say Barnsley. It's Swindon. Ah. Right. Uh, who was named United Supporters Player of the Year that year? Stan. Yep. Simon Tracer. Correct. Nice. Did um, you see who got it the year before? I don't know. Why would Mark, Mark Todd. Mark, Mark Todd. Todd. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, nearly done. Who was... What was the other football TV series that was filmed at Bramall Lane that year? Sam. Go on. Was it Radio Sheffield with Dave Kilden or something? No, it was a proper TV series on Channel 4. Uh, what? No, I'm Oh, go on, Mark. I'll, I'll have a go. go. go was it all in the game? No, it was the manager S. <sighs> filmed at Bramall Lane. Uh, what was the average United attendance? Uh, that ah. season, Mark, go on then. Andy. 19,000. Right, what's your answer, Mark? I will go about 16,200. Andrew, average crowd? 17,200. Uh, Mark gets the point, it was 16,800. So Mark's on two, John's on three, and Andy's on two, I believe. Right, final question. Uh, last man standing, I'm going to call this. What I'm going to do is each person has to name a player who played in that team against Leicester in the 5-2. If you get an incorrect answer, you're out. So it's the 11 players and two subs. If you get an incorrect answer, you're out of it. And let's see who's the last man standing to get the point. Andrew, first name. Tracy. Incorrect. No, it's correct. <laughs> uh, oh, you're funny, lad. Uh, Wilder. Correct. John. Hill. Correct. Andrew. Morris. Correct. Mark. Barnes. Correct. John. Wood. Correct. Andrew. Rostron. Correct. Mark. Booker. Correct. John. Bryson. Correct. Andrew. Agana. Correct. Mark. Deansy. Right, two, <laughs> two subs, John. Bradshaw. Twelve. Bradshaw is correct. Andrew. Todd. No. No. Incorrect. You're Stan. out. Stan. Mark. No, Mark's next. We're going to keep going round, Mark. Um, Billy Tight shirt, I think. Billy Tight is correct. Yeah. You two are left in it. We're going to now name the Leicester team. Oh. Oh. Mark. Over. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with Mark North. Correct, John. Hodge. Correct, Mark. Gary McAllister, we mentioned him earlier. Correct, John. Kelly. Correct, Mark. Uh, Oldfield. Correct, John. James. Correct, Mark. We've both clearly got it in front of us, haven't we? We've clearly just brought it up. We can name them all now. Because I, I, genuinely, I didn't know the uh, anyone beyond this point. I, I have, I have. You double I screening, would, Mark. I wouldn't know anyone beyond that, so I'm going to be John, honest. And to say, win it, John. Oldfield. The Oldfield's gone. I've already said that. Oldfield's gone. gone. No, I don't know. No, no, right, right, right. 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 All right, if we're going to cheat, I'm going to say Alan Paris. Right, it's, it's, not, it's not cheating, it's the notes I made from the zone, man. So, so John, John, John just squeaks it, 3-2-2, two, two, I think, there. I think that's well correct. So, nice little quiz to end it. And I think we're. I think that's about it. So, uh, I'm going to put some tweets out around the, the week about, uh, you know, the, the final day and some pictures and things. We'll hopefully get these interviews up and we'll be back, I don't know how long, few weeks and we'll, we'll come up with a uh, discussion on uh, Mr Warnock. I think we'll be a little bit different in our uh, views right. perhaps on that one. Good. Lovely. See, see you later. Yeah, enjoy it. Thank you. Love the blade. No worries. Thanks, are we gonna, having, are we, are we end thanks with for having a, me on. No worries John, we're not asking you again. <laughs> That's fine. Are we going to end with us all singing it out? Got Why to. not? United, 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 United,